Let the church say amen. amen. Good morning to everybody, and we welcome you to the Locust Grove Church of Christ, and we are happy to have you here this morning, and we hope that you come with no reason except but to worship God. How? Oh, and that's what the Lord, that's what God desires. That's what he's seeking. According to the scriptures, he seeks out those to worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. So it's good to have you here this morning, and we hope and pray that something will be said from God's word to encourage you, to cause you to want to stay in this battle. So that you can finish this race, because let me tell you, the rewards are only given to those who endure until the end. You got to finish the cross. You got to finish the the final stage of the race, the the finish line. You've got to cross it. And if you don't cross the finish line, you won't be able to get any consolation prize. Say, well, I ran it for so many years, but I didn't finish. If you don't finish You don't get no reward, folks. You have to endure until the end. I don't care what Satan throw at you. I don't care. Let let me just put it this way so I know we all would understand. I don't care what hell you got to go through in this life. Heaven is worth it. Heaven is worth whatever you have to go through. It may be a spouse. Amen. It may be a spouse you got to put up with and you said, Lord, why me? But you know what? It's worth whatever you got to go through. Because in the end, in the end, when you hear well done, when you hear well done, you know what? You know for a fact it is well done. It is well done and you don't have to worry about any more troubles in your life. Amen. Isn't that, doesn't that sound like a place you want to go to? Isn't that, isn't that a retirement you really would love to have? See, on this side of life, you could be retired from a job, but you still got problems. Amen. But this retirement I'm talking about, it's in a place that Jesus said he was going to build. He said that he may receive us unto himself. And he said, In this place, it won't be no more dying, no more crying, no more tears, no more pain. Matter of fact, let me just put it to you this way. He said, all things will be made new. You know what? All things will be made new. And let me tell you some folks, that's retirement right there. That's retirement. Won't be any any memories or reflections or discussion about what you had to go through down here. Because everything up there will be about purity, holiness, righteousness, godliness. Ain't going to be no need for bringing up stuff we had to go through down here. Because what we go through down here will have no place or business up there. So, folks, hang in there. Hang in there. It, it don't say how fast you got to run the race. But you got to run it. You got to run it. And you got to stay in the race. It, it, it don't make no sense to go through the tears and the pain and the troubles of this life only to give up to be sent to a place where there would just be more tears and pain and suffering. 
and heartache and troubles. Whatever negative you can think of, it'll be there. I know, I know you want better. Stay in this race. Stay in this race. The devil is going to try to tell you to get off on the wrong exit. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Stay, stay, stay on the straight and narrow. It's hard. It's hard. I ain't going to stand up here and lie to you and, and, and paint a picture and say it's not. It's hard because there's so much coming at you. So many distractions. And folks, can I be honest with you? I'm a preacher. Yeah, I'm a preacher. But can I be honest with you? I'm a man. You know what? The flesh wants what it wants. The flesh wants what it wants. And every day is warfare, folks. I have not been given a certificate of exemption from heaven to say I'm not going to have to deal with and go through what you go through. And when I say the flesh wants what it's want, I'm not just talking about sex or anything. like. I'm just talking about worldliness. What the world, what the world is trying to pull you back out there to do against the will of God. Those things that are not in accordance to God's will, the flesh wants what it wants. And you you can sit here on a Sunday and act like you don't have no problems if you want to. But when that bear growls, it's a beast to deal with. So stay in the race. Is that all right? Stay in the race. And in the end, when it's all said and done, you know what? You'll say, that bald head rascal knew what he was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Is that all right? Speaking, speaking of forgiveness and, 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 and hanging in there. You know, there's a subject that it's amazing how it's still floating around and people want to base their salvation and their beliefs on. And it's the, the, the story in the Bible about the, the thief on the cross. What about the thief on the cross? What about the thief on the cross? How many times have we heard people say that, you know, when you're in a Bible study or talking to people? What about the thief on the cross when you bring about the subject of baptism? Well, what about the thief on the cross? What about it? Well, my question is, what about it? But I, I'm, going, I'm, going to, I'm going to approach the thief from a different angle this morning. I shared this on one of our Zoom inspirations. And I, I want to approach it from a different angle. And, and it ain't nothing to debate about whether he was baptized or not. Because you know what? We don't know. But what we do know. We could preach about. And we know without a shadow of a doubt. He understood who Jesus was. Amen. He understood who Jesus was. Let, let, let me read. Let me read something to you. Let me read something to you. Luke 23. Luke 23. Beginning at verse 39. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, does not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we 
speaking of himself and the other thief. And we, indeed justly, for we received the due reward of our deeds. In other words, we deserve to be hanging here. This man don't. But this man had done nothing amiss. Oh, they knew about it. They knew about it. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, today, today shall thou be with me in paradise. Isn't it amazing? People will try to base their beliefs and justification of their salvation on what they don't know about the thief. But here's something I, I, I need to make clear. The thief, and the reason I say it's not an issue of baptism in my lesson today of discussion is simply because Jesus was able to forgive sin himself. Whether he had been baptized or not, you know what? In this instance, it don't matter because when you're hanging there next to the son of God who is able to forgive men of their sin, you know what? That's not even a debate. Remember what, who was it? John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God that cometh into the world to do what? To take away the sins of the world. This is Jesus hanging here. Now, here's my lesson this morning. Quick, simple, and easy to understand. Why didn't the thief turn to the other thief? <clears throat> Why didn't the thief turn to the other thief and say what he said? What he said to Jesus. What did he say unto Jesus? He said what? Remember me. When thou comest into thy kingdom. Why didn't the thief say that to the other thief? Because this thief understood where forgiveness of sin was. He recognized I've been wrong. I've been justly tried and convicted. And I recognize, hey, I deserve to be hanging here. But he said, I believe there's some hope for me. I believe there's some hope for me. So he looked to the side. And he saw Jesus. And he said, Lord, remember me. When thou cometh in thy kingdom. Help me out this morning. Why didn't he say that to the other thief? Because he knew the other thief had nothing to offer. He knew the other thief was just a plain convicted thug like he was. But yet he understood who Jesus was. And he understood where to go, who to turn to, in the need of being forgiven. Folks, do you know who to turn to? Do you know where to go when, you, when you're feeling burdened down? When you feel like a load of cares weighing you down? 
and riding you down. And you want to laugh. You say, I don't laugh the way I used to. I don't rejoice the way I used to. I, I'm not the perky person I used to be. You know why? Because sin is weighing you down. Amen. Amen. Well, let me tell you something. If that thief had enough sense to know where to turn and who to look to, even in the time of despair that he was in, surely you all know who you can turn to and who to call on. That same Jesus, that same Jesus is available for you to call on today as he was available for that thief that hung on the cross. I don't know, I don't know if you're listening this morning. I don't know if you're listening this morning because, see, we all stand in need of forgiveness. Amen. You know, next, next to talking about money, forgiveness is probably the second subject folks don't want to talk about. Because it requires you to get yourself out of the way and do something that is against your personal nature to please God in order to please God. Amen. We all stand in need of forgiveness. But do you know where to turn to get it? Because some of us, even though we've been baptized, we've been buried with him in the water and grave of baptism. Some of us still brought back out of that water some 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 guilty stains. Some stuff that should have stayed in that water. Followed us right up out of that water. And you know what? Instead of rejoicing because when Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. We're still driving around like a used car. Run down. High mileage. Instead of rejoicing about the newness of life that we receive by being in Christ. Folks, there's some stuff you need to just let go. There's some stuff you need to just let go because you see the effect it has had on you all these years. It has made you bitter. It has made you withdraw from other people. It has made you antisocial. It has made you a bunch of negative things that you ought not to be by being a child of God in Christ. There's some some stuff you just need to let go. Because if you're going to be a new creature, you need to start over. I love the fact that this thief, he said, man, I deserve to be here. But he looked over to his side. He said, man, it ain't over. It ain't over. You may, you may destroy me physically. That's right. Amen. But he said, he knew something, folks. That's right. He knew something. He knew that after death, it wasn't over. That's right. Amen. Help me out now. Amen. Because if he didn't believe anything else was going to happen after death, why would he be concerned about dying? Amen. Even as he hung there. He said, man, that's some hope. That's some hope. That's hope. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to die. I'm going to die that physical death. Mm -hmm. 
But man, I just believe. I believe there's more to dying than just on this side. Amen. And he looked to the bread of life. He said, Lord, remember me. Remember me. Man, I'm not in I'm not in the condition to get out and evangelize or do anything right now. But I know you're able. I know you're the one. I know you're the one. And I'm asking you right now, remember me. When thou comest and thy kingdom. What did Jesus say? Listen to what Jesus said. This day. Amen. This day. That's right. Because of your faith, because of what you've asked, Amen. you're going to be with me. You're going to be with me. Where? Not in Tartarus. In paradise. Amen. Why? Because you recognize the power. You recognize what forgiveness is. Amen. You recognize you still had a chance of hope. And you recognize, look, you couldn't do it by yourself. Amen. This day. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Well, help me out. Help me out, church. Where was the other thief? Huh? You notice it got quiet on his side. It got quiet because you know what? He didn't believe. He didn't believe. He had the same opportunity to say, forgive me. Remember me. He had the same opportunity. All three of them hanging there. But just like that other thief. Who was stubborn. Hard hearted. And just bent on going to hell. Because he was. Many of us are like that. Many of us are like that. We walk around with, 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 a, with a bitter spirit. Right. We walk around antisocial. We don't want to support the work of the church. And we're always looking at, well, how is that going to benefit me? You ain't thinking about how can I help somebody else. You've been sucking on a lemon so long, you know what? You don't even realize it's bitter. It's just become part of your nature now. All because you know what? You won't ask for the forgiveness that's available. Amen. You won't ask for it. It's not that it's not available. It's available. But you reject it because you won't deny yourself. Folks, I'm saying, you can say what you want to say about the thief on the cross. But he had enough sense to turn to the one who could save his soul. 
He had enough conviction within himself. I don't know what it is he had done to be convicted, to be sentenced to what he was sentenced for. But you know what? He had enough sense to know there was more to life than just dying on this side. Amen. And it was important enough to him to say, I need to get it right. Before I close my eyes. Yeah. Folks, what are you waiting on? That's right. What are you waiting on? Amen. What, has to, what has to occur in your life to shake you up? To rattle you enough to make you realize, man, I've been carrying this around. And sometimes you've you got to sit and think about, why am I holding this grudge? Right. Yeah. Why? Don't I speak to that person? You got to sit and think about it. You got to sit and think about it. That's foolishness. Amen. Amen. Why not just apply the, the law of Jesus? Hey, I forgave you first, and you ought to forgive your brother. Amen. Jesus forgave us even. Before we had enough sense to even ask him to forgive us. So don't, don't play games talking about, well, they ain't came and said anything, this and that. It's a lot you didn't say to Jesus. And he forgave you. He forgave you when you was out there cheating. He forgave you when you was out there lying. He forgave you when you was out there gambling. He forgave you when you was out there living a the righteous life and everything. You, you, you weren't asking him for nothing. Not in, the, not in the form of forgiveness. You were too busy having a good time. And now you want, you want to get holy? You want to get righteous? Well, they ain't came and asked me to forgive them. They ain't came and said, forgive them anyway. Forgive them anyway and, and charge it to the blood of Jesus. Because he first forgave you. See, some of us don't like to hear this. We don't like to hear it because, see, we know. And I understand, folks, sometimes people could do things to hurt you. And sometimes those scars and those, those, those hurts could go real deep. They could go real deep. But you know what? It ain't never been so deep that Jesus can't heal. Amen. And you know what? You will never heal. You will never heal until you apply the right ointment to the wound. And the only thing that can help you in your healing, you need Jesus. You need Jesus today. You could keep going to the doctor and getting all of the drugs you want. It, it can numb you. It can help you suppress your memory and the thoughts and all this stuff. You can go see the psychotherapist. You can go see whoever you want to. But you still got issues. Amen. But I'm telling you about a physician. I'm telling you about somebody who can help you. Who can help you heal in a way that you ain't never experienced before in your life. He can set you Free. You can find the smile you used to smile and walk around with. You can find the joy in life you used to have that you brought to others in the same way. 
you can find life again instead of being weighed down in the shackles of sin. But you got you got to believe him. You got to believe him. Aren't you tired? What else? Do, what else do he have to bring you through to make you a believer? Come on to me. Listen to it. Listen to it. Come on to me. All ye that what? That labor and are what? Heavy laden. He, he, he didn't say I'm sending you somewhere else. He said come unto me. Come to me. Come unto me. I don't know either. <laughs> Come unto me, all you that labor in our heaven labor. And he said, What? I will give you what? Give you some rest. I'll give you something you are in search of. But if somebody walked up to you today and say, Are you resting well? You are lying, say you are. You will tell a lie and say that you are. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're troubled. You're burned down. Because you won't give it up. You won't give it up. And it's going to kill you. And you're going to stand in judgment one day. And you're going to have to give an account as to why you wouldn't give it to me. That's right. Amen. Amen. I extended an invitation to you to come unto me. I said in my word, casting all your cares upon him because he cared for you. Amen. I told you, abide in the true vine. And if you abide in the true vine, there's life. Amen. And you can't go wrong abiding in the true vine. Amen. I gave you the ingredients of what to add to your faith. So in the end, you won't be barren. And you'll always be fruitful. That's right. mm-hmm. But you wouldn't listen to me. Amen. Why not? Hebrews 11 and 6. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. Well, if my lack of faith can't please God, I have no business in going to heaven. Amen. That's right. Because if I wouldn't act right down here, That's right. Amen. you ain't going to raise no hell in heaven. Amen. Walking around, well, why we, get, why we got to sing all the time? Why we got to worship all the time? <coughs> How come we can't take no break? You know what? People that are going to heaven are going to be there because they had a desire to go. Right. They don't need nobody like you raining on their parade. And God is going to see that nobody makes it with that attitude. Folks, I'm just saying today, if the thief had enough sense, if he had enough faith, why don't you? Why don't you? 
Doctor can't write you a prescription for what you got. You got a sin problem. Can I can I just be straight with you? You got a sin problem. And all my years of going to the doctor, I ain't never seen a doctor able to write a prescription to take care of sin. <laughs> Can't do it. Because it ain't for him to do. There's only one who can forgive sin. There's only one. And he's waiting to forgive you of yours. You say, well, I've already been baptized. I'm already a member. As if we still can't sin. Did you leave all that stuff in the water when you came out? Huh? You still trying to handle some of this stuff on your own? That ain't the way to do it, folks. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. He said, I am the way. John 14 said, the truth and the life. I don't know what else you're trying to live up to and what you're trying to do. And Jesus said, I'm the life. I'm the life you need to be living. Because nothing else is important. Nothing. And you shouldn't have to close your eyes in death to find out you've been wrong. You have an opportunity today to get it all right. So what you going to do? What you going to do? Somebody today need to not be, not just be forgiven. Somebody today need to forgive. I don't, I don't need to know all of the, the answers. I don't need to know the background of the story. God already knows. God already knows. But I'm just simply saying, you ain't going to outlive sin. Wouldn't it just make sense to get it off your back today? Some of you still sitting here mad with somebody. They dead and gone. And you still upset with them. You mad with a dead person. How could they do that to me and then leave? How could they die? They had an appointment. Just like you will one day. But why are you upset with a dead person? You laugh about it, but it's real. They ain't coming back to apologize for you. Get over it. Take it to Jesus. Tell him about how much it hurts. He already knows. But he can heal. He can heal. He can heal. Or you can stay stuck where you are. And continue to live the bitter life that you live in. But I said, he offers something better. Get over it and live for Christ. The thief got over it. 
He said, man, I, I deserve to be here. But you know what? That's in the past now. Lord. Remember me. Remember me. Ain't nothing I can do about my present condition. But I know it's something you could do about my future. And the same thing today. He can help you today. If you allow it. You're here today and you're not a member of the Church of Christ. If you have not obeyed the gospel. You have not been baptized for the remission of your sin. You're lost. You're hopeless. You're in a lost state. You, in your mind, you may feel you're doing well. In your mind, you may think you're doing okay. In your mind, you may lie to people every day when they ask you how you're doing and you say, I'm doing great. But you're lost. There is no good living outside of Christ. You're lost. But you could be found today. You could be found. Why don't you come to him today? The Bible teaches one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of their sin and live faithful unto death. Call on Jesus. He'll answer. Surely if he answered for a thief, he'll answer for you. Amen. For us who are members of the church. Some of us are stunned to grow for the church because you know what? Your fruit ain't right. <clears throat> Your fruit ain't right. But Kyrie used the illustration. Your fruit ain't right. Got all kind of bruises on your fruit. You out there telling folks I'm a Christian, I'm a member of the Church of Christ, and you got all kind of bruised up fruit. You don't go to the grocery store and buy bruised fruit. Amen. Amen. Why should a person want to listen to you and you 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 out there trying to pass it on? It's different if you had some battle scars from warfare. But you said you, you 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 selling counterfeit religion. And you know how it show? You 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 show you act like you're interested in a person's soul, and then they get baptized, and then you won't have speak to them or spend no time with them when they come out the water. That's another sermon. You counterfeit. You all will go to jail. You will one day. But it don't have to be that way. Get yourself right today. Amen. Amen. Get yourself right. What's our song, folks? 598, Lord, I'm coming home. You ready to come home today? I, I don't want to know your story. God know your story. God know your story. I just want you. I just want you to repent. I just want you to come home. I just want you to give your life to Christ. I just want you to be right. I just want you to leave out of these doors today a better person than you were when you came. But you got to do something. 
You've got to do something. Hey, I don't know. You, you, you may be sitting there mad every, every Sunday at me. <laughs> well, let, let me help you. Let me help you. I'm, I'm sorry if I did anything out of line to offend you. I ain't sorry for preaching the truth. Now, if you got an issue with me for preaching the truth, you know what? You ain't never get an apology out of me for that. Amen. You got to get over it. But I still love you. I still love you. But you need to get over it. I don't know if that'll help anybody or not. But I want you to get right today. Heaven is waiting for you to get right. Let us together stand and let us sing. I want...